NBA action. He is me. Hey, what is that new saying? Mackenzie now at the round table for the you, NBA? sir. You are him. Is that what it? Now, what's yeah, that I, about? Uh, Lil Wayne had a song in 2006 where he's like, "I'm him." Okay. I, I always wonder if that was the the growth but of it. When but did this start? Like four years ago, began every guy that's in I a sports team wind. in high I school. I just caught I'm wind him. of it. Well, you're already him. You didn't have to know about the new lingo. Ah. You just been him. Just existed. And we got Steve Fazek. Steve, why is he in your seat, Steve? I am Spartacus. <laughs> you're doing. I am Kirk, him. You're doing the Kirk Douglas version. Yes, exactly. You're him. Nineteen. What was that? Sixty. I think it was like nineteen. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Remember in the Sopranos, we got uh, <laughs> Scott Seidenberg sitting off to the side doing a little work. Remember when he was when uh, it wasn't Pauly, it was uh, Ralphie was obsessed with. Uh, Spartacus, right? What, what was the, what was that called though? The movie that they did like in two thousand and ten, when he got stabbed at the end, it had uh, Gladiator. It's a good one. Uh, Memorable. I, I think so. I mean, it, the title was a little generic, <laughs> but I liked it. All right, that King at the end when he fought against Russell Crowe, that was gutsy. Joaquin Phoenix. Was that the? Was that who it was? Yeah. Is that where he got the scar on his lip? Yep. <laughs> that scene, it never left him. Wow. You would think 2,000 years it would fade <laughs> a little vitamin E on there, but no. All right, guys. Thanks for holding down the fort. And, you know, just ignore the my runny nose. Everything's fine. But uh, I tell you, I was feeling better on Tuesday, but I couldn't. It was like, there's something about when I get those flus that at the end of it, I sound worse than at the beginning. But I feel better. Did you hear, Faz? I got a liquid IV, or no. I got an IV. Brought, someone brought to the house with a medical license, and everything. it was actually Scott. Really, Scott was the. Um, did you you got ones at some point? I've got multiple ones. Yeah, it really makes you feel better, doesn't it? And you, they can put different types of. Oh, I, I the bag. Th- what, they, what I did, they called it the works. <laughs> it was like that's how I get my how my burritos usually. You got right. like a cocktail of like get get dopamine in there and I, stuff. No, but it they give you like a ibuprofen and a, a vitamin pack. But but the thing about the vitamins, they can get absorbed so much. In easier. the right hand, not the left. Yeah, right there. Really? Yeah. I would think I'd do it in the left if I'm right-handed. Okay. I'm ambidextrous, is what they call it. I'm amphibious. Fib- amphibious. <laughs> So you can swim with both hands. I'm like Aquaman. (laughs) All right. So here's what I want to do. I got some bets I want to make, and I want to throw them off of YouTube. Possible bets. I got some bets I want to make, but I may or may not make them based on you guys' feedback. Or I might make them against you. Who knows? But I can tell you this, Fez. We should do a new thing. When I give you a bet and we don't get the whole piece, we should just triple our bet. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but I'm going to give you some credit because you were there. You know, I didn't even say, "Hey, play it at this new number." But I, you did, and I, I was happy. So because uh, I liked uh, Memphis, yeah, Memphis fan the Lakers. I thought it was the perfect storm of they had three days in Memphis. You you think they were going to be ready to go after that, right? I thought that was a problem. LeBron, I don't think he looks right. Let's start there. Is LeBron physically how good? How 100% is LeBron? How close to it? I don't think he's he's much different than he's been, frankly, the last two years. He's he's kind of been this way. You know, he settles too often for, like, mm-hmm. lazy fall-away jump shots. 
that he make he makes more of them than he made like five years ago. He but got more, more practice. Yeah, but I mean, it's still not you know what do you, ideal. Do you agree? I think he's he's and David Thorpe had this before the playoffs. He's significantly worse than he was even a year ago, and his stats don't show that. But you look at the kind of shots he's getting. He was one for eight from three mm. last game. It was all like I'm not even going to try to break down the defense. I'm just going to set up where I know they're going to give this to me, and I'm I'm going to shoot my shot. Uh, it worried me as a guy that, I, that has a bet against you. Uh, Lakers last longer than the Nuggets. I thought so after game one. I did not think so after LeBron's performance in game two. Not just threes, but like step yeah, back away, yeah, threes. He's yeah. not as aggressive getting to the paint anymore. It almost seems insane that you have that bet. I know, right? <laughs> given, given who I am, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I guess if they can get to the next round, they'd be favored, right? I mean, what I'm saying is the Lakers have a better chance of beating— uh, Oh, they're not going to be favored against Phoenix. No, 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 no. Lakers would play the Kings and Denver would play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Two, three, one, four. So so that's interesting. Lakers versus Kings. Let's assume for a second. And then uh, Denver versus Phoenix. Denver with home court. Kings with home court. What do you got? Mackenzie, you got some numbers you like? Yeah. uh, So Kings are going to have home court. I think Lakers will be favored maybe 120, 130. It'll be pretty much a pick them. Okay. So that would mean Sacramento has been upgraded drastically yeah. from what their Golden State number was. Because Lakers and Golden State, I would think, were pretty much even entering game one. Oh, I don't think so. Really? Yeah, I think I think Golden State got the like the two and a half point power rating bump with the, the I mean, their dynasty after all. I mean, look at all those titles. I mean, that's that's carrying Oh, well, LeBron's with them. got a few titles. That's a great point. Now yeah. what what was the the NBA title odds before game one how did uh golden state and the lakers because they neither of them have home court they're both six and that's you know this is a rare comp where they're both so massively underseated at six seven that it actually works yeah yeah so before the finals warriors had better odds they were nine before the to finals one. you mean before the uh game one i'm sorry okay yeah uh, and Lakers were 14 to one that flipped almost exactly after game one where warriors were then 15 to one lakers were 10 to one but uh, before, before game, game one, one what? Yeah, that's the one we were talking before game one what was it Lakers fourteen to one, Warriors nine to one. Yeah. Okay. Significant difference. Hmm. That Although you could argue that the part of that price is in the fact Golden State was projected to have home court against the Lakers six seven. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. If they did, yeah, because yeah. that was the likely that matchup. That was the collision. Yeah. Now let's talk about. I disagree with you guys about LeBron totally. I think he's hurt. Mm. And I mean the whole foot thing, the LeBron James of feet or whatever. I don't think, I mean, I don't watch tape, but people that do say he's not moving right. And it looked like he was trying to minimize his steps like they've never seen. Like like he was like trying to be a strategic genius, always mm. taking the hypotenuse, never, never going on the 90s because he didn't want to put extra like steps literally. I, I got to tell you. It seems like everybody's hurt. It looks like Anthony Davis isn't isn't moving well. It looks like Embiid isn't moving well. It's like the whole league for a league that everyone takes so many minutes off. There aren't very many healthy Kawhi, dudes Kawhi left. Missed, Kawhi missed today, right? Yeah, shock announcement from from nowhere. This is just like twenty two twenty twenty one. Seemed perfectly healthy at the end of game two, game three up oh, knee injury. We'll see when he comes. Brain right knee. Yeah, but they don't think it's like a, a really MCL or something. No. No, but it, it's supposed to. It's not even the same knee that he tore his ACL last year, so it's a different knee. I don't know if that's better or worse. He's but, he's day to day. But could you really miss a playoff, a critical home playoff game, with just a little knee sprain? Well, I don't know what a knee sprain is, right? I mean, there's degrees. Yeah, quarterbacks will miss four weeks of the season with this. Sounds sprain. like it a happens. little. Sounds like a little MCL strain to me. I don't know. Maybe, but I tell you this: if he cares about his legacy, which 
I think most players do, though. With him, who knows? Kawhi's tough to gauge. This missing this game, losing this playoff game, and potentially now losing the series is going to be a horrible mark against him because it's like it's one thing when you blow out your knee, but you practice the entire or you load manage the entire year and you can't play one playoff series. I think it's going to get a pass though because Paul George, you know, being out the whole series is going to like be the focus. And people are going to forget about Kawhi. I think he'll get a pass if they, if they lose the series. I think him missing the game is what yeah. will be like another example. I think so too because there was so much talk about how he was vindicated for his load management uh, because yeah. of how well he was playing. He was he's like okay, well he's going to put thirty playing, in the playoffs. You could make the case he was out playing KD, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, for let, sure. Let me ask you, RJ, because at the end of game two in the post game, like shaking hands, and so Chris Paul kind of sh- collided. With um with Kawhi after Game Two on purpose yeah yeah and, and there was another camera angle was this in the lunchroom the cafeteria it looked kind of like there was some beef there but Chris Haynes said from another angle they were like dapping up it wasn't dapping animus. up what what, is, what does that mean like he just put like his hand on his side as he walked by him real fast it wasn't super amicable but it wasn't it, a- it looked it looked to me like a little hostility there and all things being equal if I'm like should I play should I not play a guy if a guy bounces into me post game after Game Two I'm getting out there Game Three I'm you know, maybe he injured him with with that dabbing. Is that what you Ooh, call it? Reportedly, dabbing. he he hurt it game one, and he just played through it game two. My question is, how come that wasn't on the injury report then? Why weren't we just Why weren't we well, just hearing about they it? Because they don't. Because they don't tell us the facts. Because they lie. Because they lie. Defraud the public. Did we get a big up, uh, update? We we must have on Suns on on the series. I know yeah. they were like minus three fifty going it into went this from game. minus two eighty before the game was played. Minus two eighty. Kawhi's announced out. Minus five hundred. For the Suns to advance, and they were cutting in line to lay that two eighty. That so was let's think going about away. What, so what that's telling us is now minus twelve hundred. Okay, so that's telling us he's out for multiple games. Yes, and in twenty twenty one, it wasn't like hey, he just tore his ACL, he's not coming back. It was like he can't play today. We'll see what happens, and then he didn't play for two years, you know, a year and a half. So it's very concerning for his long term legacy. Who's going to be? Suns are going to be favored against Denver by what two to one? I think they'll be minus one eighty without home court. Still, yeah. Are you? Have you upgraded Phoenix off of these three games? No, because I think they have to be downgraded. They, yeah, they, I mean they didn't. They 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 did not meet expectations tonight. <laughs> they were laying seven, seven and a half. They won by five. I, I mean, I, I got to go through the box scores. They were up and take nine a look with at it. forty seconds left. It was one yeah, of those. Yeah, but I mean, the, but the fact the fact that the first so they had two games at home. They're really big favorites. They lose outright. And they're and they're tied at half. First game, yeah. And game two. So so I know they got margin at the but it was all end game margin. So it wasn't as impressive. Like if we did our fourth quarter win share, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been impressive. Well, that would have been because they, they yeah, got the lead yeah. by the fourth. But you what you're saying Second is half you look win over the share. whole game. Yeah. yeah. I I think the only thing you can say that's good for Phoenix is the lack of games is every game they have playing together is a learning experience and that that curve is going to be steep early in the playoffs. Yes, and now they've had 25% more games with KD already. Yeah, because they were 8-0 in the regular season, but the knock on them was they played nobody that really tried, no playoff teams that really tried. Now they've played three games against a playoff team that really tried. You know, impressive two of them. Who's your pick in the West? The Phoenix Suns. I, I, I kind of can tell. <laughs> uh, who do you got in the West? Yeah, well, I, I got to go Phoenix because you know I hate altitude teams. <laughs> so, And I don't even know who else is going to advance. So right. the, the odds and, right and now. And there's going to be, you know, these seven-game series. Mm-hmm. It's not going to do it. It's not going to do the Lakers any favors to have to go deep to beat Memphis in seven. You know, you talk about these guys not being healthy. What are they going to look like if they win a seven-game series? 
So what does that have to do with any? And we're just talking about who's going to win the West. Yeah, the, 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 the Phoenix is going to get to win in five and rest up while the Lakers have to go a marathon. And so it's going to be more likely their players get banged up and hurt. Yeah, the Lakers and the Warriors are in coin flip series right now. Okay. Warriors is coin flip right now? Yeah, after the win tonight, they're minus 126 to advance. Down, oh down one God. to two. Let's, all right, let's talk about a potential bet. I think Sacramento has to, you have to consider. Um, how would you characterize what happened today, Fez? Or tonight? Uh, Final score was 114 to 97. Golden Draymond State was, out. Golden State was in control the entire game. How, uh, Steph have a good game? Yes. The it it appeared like every marginal call in the first quarter went Golden State's way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they eight got, fouls to one. Mike Brown said that at the break. They got they got up by ten, and then basically they maintained, and then they pulled away at the end. So it was kind of like it seemed like Sacramento was trying their hardest, but eh, it was like they were almost like, eh, this is Golden State's game. Crowd was frenzied. Big home court advantage. And what did the line do with the Dray? Because the Draymond suspension wasn't expected. He, you know, he got ejected. I think most people were sh- pretty shocked when he missed the game or when he was suspended. What did the line do? Went from Warriors seven and a half to Warriors five for like a half second. We, we were actually doing the Tuesday pod and it got a bet in at minus five, but it jumped back up to close six. Warriors. Right, you guys six. are doing the pod. Yeah. It flashes five. Fez is yelling at us. Get that bet in. Instinct is you got to bet that. Well, I hadn't flashed anything. The the news came, and then boom, while everyone else continued with the pod, I turned my mic off, and I just started jamming plus seven halves and plus seven saying— How how did you turn your mic off? Well, you know, (laughs) I stopped talking. (laughs) You you hoped that it was off. And they said, we don't know if RJ would like like it if he did this, Fez. And I said, oh, as long as he got a piece of it, he'd like it. Exactly. by example. Exactly. We show you how the sausage is made. So I I saw— You're showing me how the sausage— No, we, we. (laughs) So I'm jamming the plus seven half and the plus seven— and we even said, but but I said, I'm not going to keep this. And so it's going to drop. So it goes down to five and a half. And then I played back Golden State. And in fact, today uh, I was the dollar and I and I gave out Golden State minus five and a half, which was widely available until about 8 a.m. when it moved to six. Because you gave it out. There you go. Well, Damn, Fez, mm. I mean, hey, who knows? I mean, especially when you do the dollar, I think that there's enough raw, you know, because it's, and again, every Thursday we have whoever's the hottest amongst our elite pros at pregame. You can get their best bet for that day for one dollar. No, no fine print, just a buck, Fez. You can have a Twinkie. How much is a Twinkie these days? I think it's like one forty nine. Yeah, so you could have one and a half picks or a Twinkie, <laughs> or or you could have two thirds of a Twinkie. You could you could buy the dollar and save for the next week fifty cents. You're halfway there. Hmm, that could be. You won, Fez, on that one. Let's talk about the. Well, no, let's talk about that. In what scenario is Golden State, who now has to win, they still have to win one of, what, two games in Sacramento, yep. right? So there's game five and game seven, in theory. They have to win one of those two. Both those games are going to be pick them. Pick them, okay. Now, why? Because that's what the line's been. It's okay. been, there's been a, the market has not agreed on who should be favored. I take that back. Game two, Golden State was the clear cut favorite and closed minus one out. It was zigzag. It was, zig- right? it was, but it was zigzag. Exactly. Game one was much more indicative where the market couldn't figure out who the hell should be favored. Game one. All right. So, do you think a line is that we're seeing? What are we seeing for game four? So let, let me think. In theory, so we're saying with Draymond in, it was like seven and a half. Yep. 
I think a little zigzag for Sacramento, but I think this gets people excited. I bet it's going to go to eight. Warriors minus eight currently. You see that? I went against the zigzag. And I will, uh, I will predict. predict yeah, they're going to. The betters will take the plus eight. I, th- I will predict it closes seven. I got to tell you something. When ESPN, who has their experts, picked this series, it was I think fifteen to two, mm. Golden State. Mm. So Golden State might be the one team that the hardcore people get. Like they're like kids. Like I hear a lot of media people talk like kids when it's Golden State. They they're in awe with staff and all what they've done. Dynasty, no one expected it last year. Yeah, I, I think that that maybe there is just a bias there that that means they're overrated, and thus I don't think there's a ton of money on the others. You know, I mean, what rationale was it that a team that won what eleven road games the whole year or thirteen? I think twelve, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, look it up. They were favored. In game two at Sacramento, who has one of the best home courts in the NA, or in the NBA, yeah, and they were, weren't just favored; they got up to two and a half, right? Like, t- t- like, and what was telling there? I'm sure you saw this. Like eight minutes before post, like, it, it's two and a half, and, and there was a couple threes that flashed in Vegas, and then you blinked, bingo, bye bye three, bye bye two and a half, bye bye twos, one and a half. So, so some syndicate out there was betting a zillion on Sacramento. They took out three numbers, yeah. Jeez. 11 and 30 on the season, Warriors on the road. So they're 11 and 30. Sacramento at home, let's look at that, was what? Uh, 23 and 18. They're actually better on the road, the Kings. That's that, interesting. Wait, so is that right? 23 and 18 at home? Yeah, you would think the opposite with a hot, hot new young team like that. Yeah. For some reason, I can't, huh? That's interesting. Okay, so let's obviously that statement was wrong from a minute ago. It still doesn't feel right. I mean, let's assume. What is that? So that's like a seventh seed with a n- normal home court? Minus 290 the beginning? I think. No, that's... no, no. What I'm saying is uh, the record. Yeah. So Sacramento's record, give it again. 23 at 18 and 18 at home. Yeah, so that's actually maybe even an eight eight seed, a playing team at home. Right? Yeah, the Nets were 22 and 19. Yeah. No, 20, they actually were the same, 23 and 18 at sixth seed. Okay, but that was a bad six for, okay. The Hawks, 24 and 17 at home, they're the seventh seed. So, it, so that means that... Golden State it was about even with the home court. If Sacramento was seated like their home court record, them and, and Golden State would be seated about the same, right around six, you're saying, right? Yeah. Okay. So if you have a historically bad road team as a six seed and a normal home team, because we're saying as a six seed, they'd be normal. Why in the heck should that bad road team be favored? Even if you think of it like that, right? Exactly. Are you, are you following? So we yeah, so we should have bet Sacramento. I and I'm thinking now. What I mean, let's think about what. What do you got home court? Three and a half in the in the playoffs. Yeah. All right. So how in the heck is it four and a half? They're four and a half points better than Sacramento, even though Sacramento has a zigzag on their side. Yeah. What do you think? I, I I'm not a Draymond whisperer. What do you think the—I could see the f- scenario. They try to put us down. The league tried to put us down. They couldn't do it. We're going to—I could see enthusiasm off of this. I could see them being a little lax and Draymond thinking, I haven't been punished for acting wacky. What, how do you think they respond to Draymond coming back in Game 4? Well, it's interesting because I hope that they rely on what they did in Game 3, which was break up the rotations and play a little different rotations because when Curry's out there, they're really good in the series. They're plus 38 
Well, th- but that was the whole year, right? When he's on the court, they were really good. When right. he's not, they're really bad. But there, it was especially in this series, minus 32 in 29 minutes with Curry off the floor. So they're getting like blown out by 40 so points Poole, a game. So Poole was the biggest disappointment? Yeah, so they had to bring him into the starting lineup. He wasn't exposed at any point, being the main guy. And uh, they didn't play great with Curry, minus 7 without, without Curry in this game. But I think... Now that they've seen that, they brought him out in the middle of the quarter for a couple minutes at a time. They're more cognizant of avoiding those bad stretches. So I'm not sure what you're saying. So from the their hand was forced tonight, you think it's going to lead to what? I think it's going to lead to uh, Curry not being out on the not off the floor for more than three minutes at a time. Okay, so he'll play. You think the same amount of minutes? Generally, it just will be staggered differently. Yes, except. One of the best coaches in the NBA has been doing it this way for, I don't know if it's yeah. been the whole time with Steph, but I'm guessing as he's gotten older. I started thinking about this in the 2022 finals, last year's finals. Oh, so you're saying he, Kerr's finally catching up. <laughs> exactly. I, I just don't think Green's the player that he used to be. I don't think you can rely on him to be any kind of offensive option if, if Curry's not out there. I think you have to think of him like Wiggins or like just another guy, like a Kavon Looney. Well, he's still, he was top three. He'll finish probably second, I think, in Defensive Player of the Year. Well, he'll certainly be on the first team. I think it's reputation. I, I, I mean, mean he's, a, he's a really good defender. But Yeah, well, so, I mean, what I'm saying is for a team that doesn't have— I mean, Clay used to be an elite defender. He's not anymore. How the hell did the Kings only get 97 tonight without Draymond? Because the money came in on the over. So this was kind of a shocker. Now, I, I, I will say it seemed like when Curry went out that— Golden State was like, well, maybe we slow this down a little bit, you know, and, and yeah. get, get, get and survive, survive these three yeah. minutes without him, you know, with, without going breakneck speed. What was the pace number from cleaning the glass? One second. And by the way, while I'm grabbing that, uh, according to EPM, Green was the fourth best defender in the league. All right. Right there with Jaron Jackson Jr., who did win Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, he won? Yeah. Okay. Huh. So six man got announced, Defensive Player of the Year got announced. Who else, what else got announced? Uh, Coach of the Year, Mike Brown. Okay, that was almost a given, right? Yeah. All right, so Fez, let me ask you this. Is, if we look at Curry, what numbers do you think we should look at to say how a team has been shooting? And I'm going to ask McKenzie the same question. But let's say, because they have, um, they have, and I think this is second spectrum, which is not public, but they have them saying, okay, given where the shots were taken, this team should have made this many, and thus they're they've overshot or undershot. Mm. Are you talking about shot quality? No, I I know it's I'm I'm skeptical of, of that site just mm. because the numbers have seemed so counterintuitive sometimes. But uh, did you have something? Yeah, just every time somebody wins by twenty, they always come back and say, "Oh, they should have only won by four, right?" They always like bring it back to the mean. You would think, but it seems like sometimes a team like obviously shoots bad, and they say they should have won or or they should have lost by more. Yeah. Like got. Who do you think should be up by fifteen per game? The Hawks or the Celtics? Because I'm going to qu- say the Celtics. Yeah, the Celtics have done pretty well. They were up thirty in both All first right, halves. So what's the actual number? Shot quality says the Hawks should be up by ten points per game in those two in those two games so far. So what was the two final scores they projected? One second. Now, you know, the Atlanta series is weird because, like, in, in game one, Boston got, got up 30, and then they basically just coasted the final But, but they're quarter. saying they should have lost by 10. Yes. Well, part of that is that because the fourth quarter shot selection for the Celtics was so god-awful because the game was over. Right. Yeah, I think you got to balance that. I think that's, that's a good point. So game one, this is shot quality. Hawks 129, Celtics 113, Hawks by 16. Oh, is that all right? And then the second game, Hawks 113, Celtics 105. Does that sound right to you, Fez? No. 
All right, so let's think of another game that was... uh, All right, let's look at the uh, Denver-Minnesota game one, which was a total blowout. Right. And they, Shot Quality said it should have been a blowout. Nuggets 118, Timberwolves 97. Actual score was a 29-point lead. This was 21 points. Feels right. Do they have an archive of their, like, last year and stuff? Uh, I actually had talked to their customer service. They're getting that to me for last year. This year, numbers I have downloaded. Okay. So here's what I want to do. Let's get it and then maybe come in, you know, a day or two later, ask for the year before. And let's just see how these numbers project or are correlated to future results. Right. Because in theory, the higher there should be a correlation between the scoring. If you just add up the scores and there should be a correlation between the margin, this will be just like we do with Kevin Cole. Right. Right. It'll be analogous. Whatever the true score was, their adjusted score. Is that difference more predictive of the future or is the truth of the points? Okay, what does shot quality say about Minnesota? Because my takeaway from Minnesota or check that from Sacramento to finish up the Golden State conversation was they didn't shoot, and this is something Bill Simmons talked about with Haralabob, is they Minnesota didn't shoot particularly well in game one and two. You mean Sacramento? Oh, why do I keep saying Minnesota? Sacramento, well, they're purple, right? Both of them are purple, is that right? Kind of. Yeah, the Vikings, Purple, uh, the Prince, yeah, yeah, Minnesota, yeah. Well, you know, purple is royal. It's a royal color. I've heard that. <laughs> the... Uh, it feels like beating Golden State those first two games without shooting so well, Sacramento, more reason to like them. Yeah, yeah they, I think in game two, they both teams took, the, if, from memory, the same number of threes, and Golden State made four more threes and still lost. Now that's, that's 12 points. I mean, it is. Yeah, and shot quality agrees. They said the Kings should have won by 15 points per game over the first two games. They actually won by five points. So that game two win by Sacramento was extremely impressive given that. Yes, all right, so you're saying that they won, they should have won both games by 15? Yes, on average. And they won by how many? 11, the two games combined. Five and a half. So thir- 30 points versus 11. Yeah. All right, so how don't we like Sacramento? So the question is, how do we, do you not like Sacramento at any point? I Yeah, when they go on the road. At some point, I'm, I'm, it's like the hot stove. I'm not putting my, my hand onto a stove that is a Golden State home game. Not going to do it. Okay. 34 and 8 now in home. They got two more home games. Yeah. All right. And there's two more. Well, no, let's think about this. They got, yeah, two more and two more, right? Yeah. So I want to bet game, I want to bet Sacramento game five and seven. I want, I want them at home. Do you want games, do you really want game seven? No, I want game five. <laughs> because that could be the pressure. I right? want, I, I want Golden State to win game four, and then I'm going to back up the truck on Sacramento game five. And so, it, Okay. It happens a lot in Warriors series where if you look at the game one line and extrapolate it, the series price is giving the Warriors too much credit. And we've talked about this before. Maybe it's because they've been in so many game sixes, so many game sevens. Do we give them a point or a point and a half in that specific scenario? You should. Must win. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, again, the NBA playoffs are a different animal mm-hmm. in that one, the pace isn't as fast, but as the series compared to the regular season, not as much breaks, fast breaks. But compared game one and two to game five, six, and seven are just different animals. No and doubt. and some of it has to do with can you get your own shot? Because a lot of the schematic 
points aren't there because they have so many games. To, remember, in the NBA regular season, Fez, I think they only practice like seven or eight times a yeah. year. And you can't, you can't, you just don't have time. You got so many back to backs. I did want, if you guys can run a query, the Suns Clippers mm-hmm. now have gone over three straight times. Mm-hmm. So I know it's a really good trend to get two overs, and one of them was real close to the number. But you get two overs, game three under was actually a system play on the Suns Clippers. I didn't play it. And now we've had three overs. I would think now it's time to just blindly play under after three straight overs. So series game four after three straight overs, you're at 57% playing under, 25 and 18. And it's not because you, you necessarily the scoring even has to go down, which I think it does. It's just that the total goes Totals up. Total t- ticks up, yeah. 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 That, you're making a good point because I've been looking at the margin of, you know, the over-under margin, let's say. And when there's been there's been drastic, you know, like the uh, Milwaukee game yeah. was was drastically over. The two games combined seventy points above the total. Only one time in the last uh, twenty two years has there been a series with the first two games going that high over the total. You know, I, I actually had that same analysis, <laughs> and but I d- I didn't see any great pattern. I, what I saw was here's what I've been seeing looking at a lot of these is if it's crazy extreme. Whatever direction it's going is true. Like you might, in other words, the pre-flop number was just wrong. Yes, like the odds makers got the, and the, and they're and they're anchored to it. I think Knicks Cavs could be one of those where the totals were 15 points below. I don't think it's. I didn't think they got those wrong. The anchor was wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, um, because really, what they're doing is they're coming up with what the pre-game or what game one line should be, and they maybe are adjusting in most cases, even by the end of the series, a point. It seems like, but it seems like. In terms of sides, they're rarely wrong because we've had eighty, you know, two games to set power ratings, and usually it, it's somewhat reasonable. But the total, they could get the total wrong by eight points. Okay, we had a little time shift, and we were here for what about forty-five minutes? Go, Mackenzie, put this in, and I'm typing on an iPad, which isn't as good. Fez is sitting back, going three point eight, <laughs> and it's like he's predicting what the the spread will be over like two hundred games in a certain criteria, and it comes and it comes in like a three nine five, and I'm like, oh, finally he wasn't right. <laughs> I mean, I think I missed it by a half. Cooled right? off a little bit. As yeah. a little tip, when someone's bragging for you, <laughs> you just sit and let them. Yeah. <laughs> you got more than enough time yourself. Um, <laughs> all right, so. A thing that we started digging into a little bit is this whole idea of the spread not mattering. So when doesn't the spread matter? If a dog wins, they win. They don't need those points. If a favorite wins and covers, the spread doesn't matter. So the spread matters when the dog loses but covers or the favorite wins and doesn't cover. Fez, we looked at this and we saw um, hundred and what was it, 146 and 11? What? No, we were looking at the number from last year because it was, uh, oh, yeah, it was the number that there was a slight variation going around. What was our, uh, did you see what Counting we Counting the play in, only two times out of the last 34 have been, have the spread mattered. Has the spread mattered? So pick the winner and bet them on the money line and or all, lay but, it with the all, favorite. All, but, all but two times you cash. So why is this happening so much now? Is it a fluke? Is it the playoffs themselves? What do you think? I think it's a little fluky that it's so extreme, but I think that there is a systematic difference such that when a team is up six, seven, eight points in the playoffs in the fourth quarter, they go for blood, step on their opponent's throats, and they're much and they're more relaxed in the regular season. See, but I would say I would say this is 
the team that's down fights back. I think I think the team that's down in, fights in back and does everything humanly possible to win such that they oftentimes are down four, then six, then eight, then yeah. 10. And so whereas in the regular season, yeah, they get down seven and it's like, okay, you know, let me get my stats. Let me get a basket here. Whereas in the playoffs, it seems like if they're down seven with like 12 seconds to play, they always shoot that that clumsy three saying we're going to do whatever we can to try to win. And it doesn't seem like in the regular season they just take the, the bucket and take their two points, McKenzie. I think, I think they go a little balls to the wall. So Timberwolves were up two against the Nuggets. More turnover, and then they got down, and they got down by a lot, and they didn't cover. More turnovers and points in the fourth quarter. Clippers, Suns games too. Uh, Clippers enter their, the fourth quarter down by a little bit, end up getting blown out. More turnovers than field goals made in the fourth quarter. It's a really rare thing that you see that, but you saw it twice in two instances where dogs were close until they weren't. And, and tonight's game with Philly was like, it, it was unbelievable, RJ. It was like something, like if you bet the the Nets plus four and a half, which was the prevalent line all day long, close five. I mean, the Nets are winning the entire fourth quarter. And then literally it's tied with like, it's seemingly like with 15 seconds left. How in the world do the 76ers win by five? It just, Need these, some turnovers. It just keeps happening. Need some panic. It, looks, it was so suspicious. I don't think it was fixed. <laughs> it, yeah, it wouldn't it would be have made it so suspicious. If there was ever allegations that this game was indeed fixed by both teams, everyone would go to prison. Yes. Both teams. Yes, to make it land exactly five. Okay, so if we go from 2020 on, so th- uh, these playoffs, prior playoffs, and one more set, right? So like two and a th- quarter playoffs. Um, the favorite won the game. 138 times, all right? And 17 times the dog covered. So, uh, and two times it pushed. So 19 times out of 138. 12% of the time. uh, The spread matters. Okay, I'm going to do that same thing for the regular season. But by the way, the average line was minus 5.2. So what we're doing the regular season is I'll clip off some games to get it near 5.2. I'm RJ Bell, and I'm going to give you some straight talk. Now, there's two types of people that try to be healthy. One is the fanatics. They're the types that show up in Vegas and they got a water bottle and they got like a celery chopped up. And let's forget about them because I'm nothing like them. And you know what? I know a lot of them love AG1, but I'm not speaking to them. You guys got it covered. You know AG1's good. I'm talking about the people who try, but they're not perfect with it. And to me, that's what makes AG1 perfect is you can have a big dinner and maybe eat a little too much. Maybe have that glass of wine or that beer. You're not feeling great. Next morning, you have the AG1 and all of a sudden you're back feeling good. And to me, if you can have that as your home base in a way, that that center, that equator, that center that you can return to at any time with just a nice drink and feel healthy, well, I love it. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash rjbell. That's drinkag1.com slash rjbell. Check it out. DraftKings, the leader in fantasy sports, just dropped a brand new fantasy app, Pick 6. Now, what's different about this thing? I was never a big fantasy guy. You know why? is I always worried, you know, who's on the other side? Who am I playing against? With pick six, you're not going against another player or players. 
you're going against the bookmaker. You're going against the number that they put up. So all you got to do is pick between two and six NFL players and choose if they're going to have more or less of the stat that interests you. Download DraftKings Pick 6 app now and sign up with code RJ. That's code RJ. Only at DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. But age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date lists of states, please visit dkng.com slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. And then the theory is it's going to be more in the playoffs is your guess, right? Yeah, so you like if you clip off any team that's favored by like more than 16 or something, you might yeah, get yeah, something I'm gonna, comparable. Yeah, I'll, I'll battleship it, as they say, right? All right, so I just made playoffs. All right, boom. If we just start with all lines, the average line is 6.4. Okay, mm-hmm. so what, do we, what should we clip off? Um, I'll just go 12 and over to start, you think? Yeah. And yeah, I like that okay. because it's rare in the playoffs the teams favored by more than twelve. That should do. There that used should to do be, the trick. There used to be a system if you bet all teams more than twelve point underdogs, and it did very well mm-hmm. for a long time in the playoffs. Y- yes. Okay. Five point seven. All right, we're in the ballpark. Let's use ten. Okay. W- what was it? Five point two was the average line in the playoffs. Five point two. Okay. So you want to go ten? All right. Battleshipping it. Exactly. B four, McKenzie. Oh, dang, you got my uh, little... Okay. No, you move your so ship. Now we're, <laughs> you <missed. laughs> now we're at 5.0. All right, let's do 11. <laughs> All right. All right, that's 11's going to be it. It. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you sang my... Okay, so 5.4. Close enough. All right, so what we're seeing here is 2,055 games, the favorite one, and 421... The spread mattered. 20%. And then there was 59 with the push. So 20.5%, almost twice as many times the game matters, the spread matters in the regular season. I think we were on to something here. That, that, Is that sustainable? Not to that level, but I think that directionally it's, it's, it's going, it is sustainable where, all right, maybe we're instead of getting, was it, was it 10% we're yeah. getting in the playoffs, maybe we'll get 14% going right, forward. Right, versus it, 20% it, in the regular season. So the guideline I'd say is that you got a six-point favorite, you got to be out of your if you like the favorite. You got to be out of your mind to play the money line. Lay the six. Okay. Now I'm not sure it's correct if you like the dog to take the money line versus taking the six because you get so shortchanged on the money line payouts. So the regular season was over twenty percent. Yeah. If you go all playoffs, and I think this goes back to what two thousand four, two thousand two, I think for the playoffs. Uh, um, all playoffs, it's twenty one percent of the time the spread matters. So this has been a recent, recent phenomenon. A recent phenomenon, big time. You know, I'm just going to look at the seasons here. So, how but, far back does that go? Uh, 2002, I think. Wow. So maybe, maybe, the, and this does happen. You know, it's, people say you know it's a three years of, of data, but it's only you know. So uh, he, here's it, the it's seasons. only a short sample size. Here's the seasons: 80 percent in tw- uh, 2002, 73, 85, 67. And these are the times when a favorite wins that the spread doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? Uh, 74, 77, 75. So now I'm in year 2008, 87, 69, 76, 78, 76, 73. So all the way through 14, 
Now, this is interesting. 15 is the modern ear. Right. Look at the total since 2015. They jump up. All right. So now from 15, it is 81, 75, 80, 80, 81, 89, 9, 84, and this year is 92. So, so probably be 85 going forward. If, if you said next year, what do I expect it yeah. to be? I'd say I'd put over under 85. You're going to go over or under? I would go under. Mm. No, but I don't know. It's close. Though, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, all right. So now. But certainly not 80. So I agree with that. And, and the average before, if we just look before 2015, we'll just say just before 2015, Right, so it'd be 2002 through 2015. Uh, it's going to be 76 percent. So there's 76 percent and 85 percent. All right, so I'm higher than more, higher than it is right now in the regular season, the playoffs historically before 2015. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's interesting. So to summarize, when I'm betting dogs going forward, based upon this back of the envelope. I'm going to sprinkle some of my bet on the money line. I'm going to take some. But here's the question. Why not play it all on the money line? It's just so highly volatile. And you hate to, and, and you know what? Psychologically, and I hate to talk psychology. I hear you. You bet a plus seven dog and they, they like, they play them equal the whole game. They lose in overtime by two. You just feel like such an idiot to like, like lose your whole bet. It's just so difficult because you're only going to win that game. You win one third of the time. It's a great plus EV bet plus two thirty, but you're still going to lose a third of the time, even if you've, you're directionally cor- completely correct. So, but, but you're going to have more money at the end. <laughs> yeah, but if you don't go broke, like when you go 0-8, or, you know, to take an eight dogs that cover, By the that way, don't win. If you look at 2015 prior regular season, 72%. So 72 versus 76. And then in our last three years, it was 80. 88 in the playoffs versus 79 in the regular season. Okay. But I do think what's definitive, if you're playing a favorite, just go ahead and lay it. Because remember, when you're laying points, the beauty is you can get help a lot of times. You shop around, you can get an extra half point. You can get, I mean, heck, look look, look no further than... Why can you get an extra half point laying the favor as opposed to taking the dog? Uh, on both sides. Versus it, the money line. Th- th- there's so much disagreement in the market, to use an example, like the Lakers-Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have gotten plus like one in each direction. And a lot of these games... I'm seeing like wild variants where you, the line's anywhere from six to seven at different shops, right. at, at, at different places. But if I go to the money line, that's not the case. The money lines are pretty much lining up like 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 foot soldiers in line with each other, without with there not being any good rogue numbers. Okay, here's what I'm going to challenge you to do, Fez. Between now and Tuesday, I want you to quantify, and we can work on it with you if you need it. I think you can do it. Homework, I like it. Quantify. What this difference in the times the spread matters, how much would that affect effectively the bottom line? As in if you took um, the – because let's assume taking the dog and in in, in playing the spread before this recent surge. Let's say there was a small advantage on the spread just because of the factors you just talked about. I think it would be a show. big advantage. You think it's a big advantage? I think you're really – because I think you're paying like double the the, 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 the juice you, because you're losing two like factors. A, like a 40-cent straddle? Well, no, no. Like basically I would argue I'm laying like minus 103 when I'm playing okay. when I'm playing against the spread by, because I got minus 105 and minus 107 shops potentially. And I've got I can shop for an extra half point. If I get an extra half point, that's like laying one on one and a half. It's like worth eight and a half cents to get an extra half point. And so if I call the average VIG, I'm laying call it four cents versus mm-hmm. the market. All right. Now when I'm playing 
The when money you say line. four cents, are you talking about the straddles four or it's like you're laying 104? I'm laying 104. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I'm laying 104 because of the, the combined value yeah. of all this crap. Your ability to shop. Yes, whereas my ability to shop on the money lines, like right off the bat on the money lines, gosh, I'm, I'm like laying minus ten. I really am, you know, that, I mean, I'm, 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 with the straddles, like being like minus 190, take back plus 163. And now maybe I can get a 165 and a minus 180. They're not coming close to each other. Oh, I mean, we can see, so Mackenzie, pull up the money lines for the upcoming game. So we're looking now at the Friday games. I'm interested in these small, like. Well, minus- let's look at the ball. Let's look at the Boston game. So yeah. it's a five point favorite, right? Let's look at what our best. So what would you Bid ask us? What, what do you typically think a five point favorite would be? So I would think I'd be laying probably minus one eighty five would be my best number, and my best number in the dog would be like plus one seventy. Best number on the favorite is minus one ninety five. Best number on the dog is plus one seventy five. It's a little higher than I said. So is that spread set five or like five point two five? It's like five point two five. All right, that makes sense. So what you're saying here is you. How many books did you look at? Um, eight books. Eight books, and there's still a twenty cent straddle on on the best of the, the numbers. best of the best. Exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Jeez. So, whereas if there was a betting exchange, it would be one eighty minus one eighty four plus one eighty three. Now, a twenty cent straddle up in the one nineties is better than a twenty cent straddle minus one ten minus one ten. But yep. still, when you shop it like that, it shouldn't be. And, like- and and we discussed that 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 um, the fact that the house implied edge does not mean. You're 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 better off necessarily. It just means that you're you're not, you're not as 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 big a disadvantage. It doesn't get you into the advantage though. Though that I mean that I think you're referring to the future pool, right? Yeah. Which we shopped it. Like, what did we do? It was the NFL, and we shopped it at like seven books, and we got it to plus money, right? I think we got where it was almost no house no, edge. I think but we had it. No, it was actually like plus, yeah. Well, I, think okay. the, the, yeah. Or something. I, I always I always use this example, the birthday example, where you you guess someone's birthday. You didn't give me anything for my birthday. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You were talking about September. It just, you, you, I'm sorry. It was a trade. You guess a, a random stranger's birthday and you pay. It pays a hundred to one, mm-hmm. or you can bet no. You're going to guess it wrong, a thousand to one. All right. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a ridiculous straddle. Minus one thousand. You know, ten times as big on the straddle. But the house, theoretical house edge is less than one percent. Well, it's funny. I had a friend I didn't really like, but his birthday was on February 29th. Leap year, so I would use them in bar bets now, I'm joking. <laughs> Fine income. <laughs> we can try to get our beer money taken care of. So my point's going to be this. So if we're comparing the playoffs to the regular season, and we're saying that it was about a 20 point or 20 percentage points at the time it mattered in the regular season, the spread on a favor, and it's only 12%. In the postseason, we're looking at what two and a half year or two years and change now. Yeah. All right. So Fez, whatever the cost. So really, by playing the spread, you're buying points. Effectively. Yeah. yeah. Right. You're you're choosing to say I'm going to take I'm going to lay one ten. Right. Yeah. I'm going to take pick plus two twenty, and I'm going to start buying points. Now now I get plus one. But I'm only getting, you know, uh, now I'm getting plus two. Now I'm only getting plus one eight five. I'm getting plus, but until I get to the spread at plus five, it becomes minus a dollar ten. Yes. And is it fair to say with these numbers, the points are worth less than sixty percent as much as they were, or, or they are in the regular season? There's no question that they've been less. So why would we buy points? Because no. because we don't know if that's going to continue going forward. But we know historically, even in all those pre. 
2015 numbers, there was still a pretty significant difference between regular season, 76% in the playoffs, 72% regular season. So right there, it's not as prominent, but are, this, are the payoffs on the underdogs worse in the playoffs? Was the 72-76 a clean comparison, or mm-hmm. did, did we chop at 11 on the spread? Oh, we didn't on that yeah. one. So uh, I can do that one right now. So you want to do in line is— uh, Yeah, use 11. Okay. All right. Mackenzie, you got anything you want to repeat when I'm doing this? <laughs> so Mike Brown, this is the craziest thing. After mm-hmm. the first quarter was over, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I gave him a compliment. Hey, you sound knowledgeable today. Good job. And then he starts telling a story for a second time. <laughs> That's <laughs> a Fezzik mistake 101. Just, yeah, just but no, it. Mackenzie's so much better or worse. I mean. Hard to believe. I'm no, four years in. You're 10 years yeah, in. No, no. Training. But what I'm saying is he feels like a kid who got some kind of get out of jail free card. That's the difference. All right. All right, so here's the thing. I don't want to do math live on or live to tape. So, Fez, let's wrap this up the best way we can now. And then on Tuesday, we're going to come out with an official statement. I know. But how we think we should approach this. What do you think you can be sure about now that you can share? So I'm confident if you like a favorite, just go ahead and look to play it on the spread. Now, most people do. If it's a one-teamer, but what ends up happening is they'll parlay a couple of these bigger favorites, get it around even money. Right? Exactly. So if you've got a six-point favorite, I would discourage that practice. I think better just lay the six, you know, lay, lay shop for the best number and and make that your bet and, and kind of eschew the minus 240 type of bet. Yeah, eschew. And, Thank you. <laughs> and in a, in, no, no, no. In a way, your selling points, by, by laying it, if you're laying the lumber on the money line on the favor, you're selling points. You're yes. saying, you, well, no, I guess you're buying points again because you're saying, I don't want to lay six. I want to lay nine. Oh, you're right. You're, yeah. you're, 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 right. you're right. And I got to now lay 240 so, or so, 300. So I'm starting at minus six, lay dollar 10. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to minus five, lay dollar 30. Minus four, lay dollar 60. Minus three, lay dollar 90 until I get to pick minus 240. And the points that you're buying are not valuable in the playoffs. Not valuable as as much as during the price. Yes. Now, how about with the dogs? I don't I don't th- now what I would think the more sophisticated model would be is the higher the spread, the more you put on the spread. Yes. I, I like I like this. So the um if the spread if the spread is ten, mm-hmm. I think, you know what, most of my bet is gonna be that plus ten shot for the best number. Maybe I'll put like a little modest maybe one-tenth of my bet on the plus 380 or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But the smaller the spread gets, the more like, so when the spread's like four, now I'm thinking almost maybe it's like 50-50 where I take the plus four and maybe I'll look to play the money. And I've come around to this. I didn't think this, like three hours ago, I would not have said this because I don't like that bid-ass, bigger straddle, harder to get value shopping. Um, But maybe you go ahead and make half your bet on the plus 155, you know? Now, I think I understand as I think about this why these underdogs aren't coming back. I think it's the whole zigzag culture in the NBA. Teams are comfortable getting crushed. And I still remember the Lakers Celtics in 86 maybe when it was the it was the game that was played in Boston when it was like 160 degrees or something and and uh and Larry Bird called out his team like they lost by like if I remember to the Lakers the game before that by like 38 points and it's like, okay, next game. It does feel like there's an effort, but if you're not going to win, save your energy for another day. Mm. 
and and maybe that's what's driving this. They're just not fighting back. They're fighting less than even the regular season because they got a, a game that matters coming up very soon. Yeah, you know, it's a good point. There's a lot going on here, but it does seem to me when I watch a regular season game and teams down five, and Mackenzie, maybe you can comment on this. When a team's down five with t- 25 seconds left in the regular season, they go to the hall and they take the layup, and they lo- and they always wind up losing the game, but they cover. And in the playoffs, they 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 don't settle for that. They they shoot the three. They're going for the win, going balls to the wall. And a lot of times they miss all their threes and they lose by nine. I think that's exactly right. But I think there's another part of it. When they're down by 11 with six minutes left, maybe they're not fighting back as hard because they're saving their energy for them. And they won't even get in this end game situation you're talking about. I they, see. And if they do, there's that. I, I think you're right. Yeah, it seems like they just have three possessions in a row where they shoot a random three or have like, they throw it, they cr- they try to come back from 11 in one minute and then it doesn't work and then they lose by 15. All right, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a quick look here because we can look what the margin is entering the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. right? So what's a margin that you think can easily get away from, uh, let's say double, di- you know, I'll double digits 12, is good. 12 is good because 12 minutes, like, yeah. I, all right. So let's say if the margin is 12 entering the fourth quarter, okay, let's compare last thing we'll do with database. Let's compare the regular season, postseason. If you're winning by 10 to 12 points, so 10, 11, or 12 entering the fourth in the regular season, you know, let's just go 2015 on. Because that is the modern era. Would you agree, Mackenzie? Yes. And boy, did, does that jump. Yeah, the totals in 2014 were 200. This year they were 228. That's 14 points. Oh, wait, that's 28 points 14 Denver, points right? a team, yeah. I mean, Lordy B. All right. I blame Steph Curry. It really was like that 2015 finals team. Inspired a nation. And then they won 73, which I don't like. Okay. Ooh, this is interesting. Ooh, this is interesting. Can this be right? So from 2015 on, in the non-playoffs, right, which is AKA regular season, if you're winning by 10 to 12 entering the fourth, you only win 80.1% of the game. That's crazy. impossible, but yes. One out of five times you're coming back and losing, or they're coming back. Oh, you know something? I was looking at the ATS, so looking at the straight up, it's 88, but still it's 88. Okay, that makes more sense. All right, so now let's let's do the playoffs. What are you guessing, Fez? Well, don't guess, 89.7. So it's going from having 12 to having 10, so what, 16, 17% less teams are even uh, are coming back in the playoffs less. I'd be interested in the margin if they expand it more in the playoffs with this concept we're talking about. Okay, so the average final score is 9.7 points in the playoffs, 9.7, and the final score in the regular season is 9.3. So more in the playoffs. Yes. So, more. so it's the same concept that in the playoffs, the team leading wins more. Thus, the team losing doesn't come back. I believe they're lackadaisical. They're, it's a seven-game series. It's a war. In the NBA, you might say the regular season doesn't matter, but you only play that team once and you're on to the next game. I think people are more 
these. I mean, I see it. I, Popovich, I remember doing that run in 15. Yeah. He was down by tw- like 18, I think the fourth. He put all of his reserves in the whole fourth quarter. Yeah, you're, you're telling a point to your starters and you're regrouping. You're having the most energy you can have for the yeah. next game. So, on average, the team's up 11 mm-hmm. by definition because mm-hmm. we're doing 10, yeah. 11, 12. So, in the regular season, the team that's behind outscores their opponents by 1.7 points. Okay. In the playoffs, only 1.3. Pretty. I mean, is that correct? Uh, so, so just to be clear, the the number in the regular season is nine point three, and in the playoffs, they win the games by uh, by an average of eleven. You're making a good point there. Now, in the playoffs, that number is nine point seven. Right. So, and that sounds ninety three and ninety seven sound comparable, but the the way to look at it is that the fourth quarter margin is one point three versus one point seven. So basically you're tacking on 30% more. And if you look at the percentage that are coming back and actually winning the game, it's fair, it's about 17% less. Hmm. I mean, that's a pretty big number, right? Yes. And you think it's more of the dogs calling yeah, off the dogs. It's the dogs saying we, we're not going to put futile effort in the regular season. Because here's the thing. We talk about there's no zero days rest. When you get to the... Um, conference championships, it's one day rest, even with travel sometimes. I, and I still am firmly b- believe that regular season, there's there's stat um, padding, that the team that, that when the team is behind by double digits, they're like, oh, I yeah. can get some real high percentage shots and get my two point shots, you know, and, and, and get get me, you know, from 12 up to 16 points in the fourth quarter. Who cares? We're not going to win. We just let me get my, my, let me get my stats, meaning let my team get my points. When you're following a total, how often in the last two minutes are there like 15 points scored? Yeah, because it's this, completely this, this is decided. A great, this is a great point. Anyone who's live betting that's like, oh, it's a blowout. We got to play under. You, you're bankrupt. <laughs> you, you, you have no money left because nothing is worse than a team up 24 in the NBA in the final four minutes. It's nonstop happy Layups action fun wide time. Open threes. Yes. So, Fez, correct me if I'm wrong, back in like 2000, 2001, two, one of the best in-game bets in football was when a team was blowing a team out at halftime and the team getting blown out wasn't a good passing team. That they, they, they would take the air out of the ball and it would be, Malinsky talked about this, it would be under second half. Exactly. And then the market, you know, really caught up to that and, and it dealt lower and lower. And the NFL, uh, it, bottom line, it's not profitable doing that anymore. So does these numbers... With the 10, 11, or 12-point lead and the way the playoffs are different, it reinforces there's rationale behind this, don't you think? It, it does, yes. Okay. Mackenzie, any closing thoughts on this? I got um, two other topics as we wrap up. Anything else on this? Laying it with the favorite in the playoffs since 2015, over 400 games, you're 58%. That's a number for, that I'm— I'm amazed by, and I continue to bet favorites and win with them. So to summarize, look to play favorites, and when you bet the favorites, don't lay the money line. Just go ahead and lay the points. It's the basic—that's your starting—if I don't know anything else, can't name a player, don't know anything, (laughs) the spread's six, the money line's minus 230, I'm laying six. now, did Mike Brown say anything interesting? No, it's funny you mentioned that. Right after the first quarter, everyone was talking about the— (laughs) So, Fez, question— if we have a favorite that wins in the playoffs from 2020 on, the favorite wins the game, um, what do you think the total, the uh, over-under result would be in those games? So we have 138 games. Uh, you know, give me 50%. 50? Yeah. So you don't, I wouldn't the favorite cor- winning lend itself to overs? Mm, not if they win by a lot. Okay. Is in these 138 games when the favorite wins, it's... <sighs> 
38% over, uh, 62% under. Wow. It's That's fi- unbelievable. It's 52 and 84 with a 4.7 point under differential. The favorite covers the games go under. Or is that just no, the favorite, the favorite wins. wins? Yeah, the game. Uh, the, oh, that's that's interesting. I mean, the favorite winning though is they're they're winning by an average of fourteen points a game. So when the dog wins, the games go over. Uh, I mean, it well, has to, or else every game's go. I, well, I do know there's a skew towards unders and playoffs. There but. has been recently for sure. All right, so let's see if the dog wins the game. You have to feel it's over fifty percent, right? But that would be counterintuitive too, wouldn't it? Yes. Okay. Completely. All right, so I think there's something here that it defense is what matters in the playoffs, and I think I think that's what we're seeing. Okay, so last two quick topics. One is a lot of people. I didn't bet against the Lakers in the series because I believe the NBA had a fanatical desire to have Golden State play the Lakers in round two. And I'm a believer when it comes time to uh, pick the referees, mm-hmm. when it comes to nut cutting time, they aren't whispering anything, but they're saying in their selection who they want to win. Meaning, oh, look, this guy doesn't really, he calls against the Spurs a lot, right? Let's put him in this game because the Spurs are up 3-1. We want to extend this series, yes. right? But when the league went to a lot of disdain, a lot of being panned with their Draymond Green suspension, most people thought it wasn't going to happen. Yep. It did. And I felt a lot of negativity to the NBA. Having Golden State go back home without one of their, what, the second most valuable player? You and I would never have done that. If we were if we were the NBA czars, we would have like slapped him with a fifty thousand dollar fine and said, "Get your big butt out there." I, I mean, Mackenzie, did you? What did you think the odds of him getting suspended were? Ten percent. All right. Yeah, I think that's what the consensus was. Well, the market, you know, the market was shocked by this. Right, moved two points. So, what does it tell us about the, right now what the league thinks of Golden State? It, it makes no sense whatsoever. It's, it, they're saying they're going to be popular regardless. That they're not doing the, they're not doing Golden State any favors. Which makes no sense. Bill Simmons was talking about how he now he didn't mention this, the whole idea of why aren't they back, but he was talking about how all the money Golden State State has spent, the luxury tax, they just came out with at least an outline of the new right. CBA mm-hmm. that has the repeater penalty for these taxpayers go to the point it's untenable. You lose draft choice, or mm-hmm. I think the you have the last pick of the first round automatically. There's all kind of crazy things if you if you go if over you do like three out of five. Yeah, yeah. Or some. So it feels like, and then the owner and the GM or the owner of Golden State's really taking the victory laps, talking about how much smarter. I think it shows me the league in general has a disdain for Golden State. Possibly there is a, maybe there's a riot by a lot of the owners that that they're like meeting behind doors. They're, 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 well, they're, that's the what Mem- the whole agreement. The, would the be. Memphis is a, and the Sacramento's of the world saying like, look, this is this is an unfair game. After the Warriors won the finals, Brian Windhorst made a lot of noise when he said this is a checkbook championship. I mean, they do spend seventy million. I more. love that Brian Windhorst. He's really good at what he does. See, when he said a lot of noise, I thought he was talking about his cutlery. <laughs> But and and all the write-ups for the new CBA, you, you, we're talking you know, about how it's going to hurt the Warriors in particular. Whenever there's a really pretty analyst, it's possible that they. You know, do we? It's twelve forty-six at night. Do you want to continue? Yeah, I'll do it in twenty <laughs> seconds. Male or female, you always wonder how how qualified they are. But when someone is not attractive and they make it to the highest level, you know they're damn good. 
You're saying Brian Windhorst is one of the greatest sport reporters of all time. Yes. <laughs> Almost like me as a radio guy. It, I must really know. Same oh. analogy. Or maybe you just don't get it. Oh, I get it. <laughs> so does that make us not as inclined? Like if the Lakers do play Golden State, do we think – Lakers are going to be getting the calls. We know that with the math. They do play well inside or aggressively inside. Do we think maybe Golden State's not a favorite son anymore and thus that matters? In our I handicap? agree with that. I agree. What do you think? I think Draymond Green in particular, the guy that's going to be in the middle, maybe getting those calls or maybe not, is in the bad bad graces of the NBA. you can't hate Draymond enough to want to hurt, like cost yourself money. If, if you do, you hate him a lot. Right. You're going to make more money with the Lakers than they are with the Warriors. I think no, that's it's their not name. a choice. If, they, if, them playing each other is the, the best home situation. Yeah. If Memphis winds up playing Sacramento and you're in charge Worst of refereeing <laughs> choices, you're fired. <laughs> right. Whatever you did it was wrong. Right, by the way, the underdogs, when they win the game, um, it goes over 55% of the time. Okay. But and it's only, count, it's but totally it's only point nine points. So. so there is a lesson here. The natural reaction would be, oh, I'm playing the dog. Let me parlay to the under. That's the last thing you should be we doing. we got to figure yep. out what's going on there. All right, last yeah. topic. I want intru- to entice you guys to make me a proposition in which you back Phoenix and I back Denver. And if you make it attractive enough, I might perchance risk some money. So let's reverse engineer. What do you think it should be based on the numbers currently? So what is the current uh, title odds? All right. And we got Golden State. So, Faz, how would you price this? I mean, we could do. Let me start with the title odds and then I'll tie. Yeah. So uh, just those two teams? Yes. The Nuggets are 9-1. to The Warriors are 10-1 to currently. Okay. So we're saying going all the way. The Warriors are... Th- so the Nuggets have better odds than... Oh, I'm sorry. We're, we're, we're talking about Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. Plus 470 for Phoenix. They're the favorites. Nuggets are 9-1, to one, almost twice the odds. So Denver's 9-1. to one, Phoenix is 5-1. to one. Mm-hmm. And Denver has home field. So Phoenix is not just better. They're significantly better being priced somewhere so here, in the... Here's what I would say. Give me points. plus 200 on the... Give me plus 200 on, on the last longer. I'll take it. Right? Well, they're playing each other. So I mean, assuming they both win, I, I, I think I think it's that Phoenix is going to. Well, let's let's go back because we we got a comp here. So what was Phoenix um, against the Clippers? And the to start the series, they were minus five hundred. Yeah, so that's game one line said they were was, five points better. But so game one line said five points, so it was like eight and a half. But Phoenix is seven the, and a half. But Phoenix is yeah. the four, so Phoenix was home, and now they're going to be road. So that's not a comp, clean comp. Okay. Um, I, I think this is ball. I think Phoenix is going to be like minus one ninety. Denver's going to be one seventy. That would be my well, line. So that's why the plus two hundred is going to be good. <laughs> well, but what I'm saying is, if we look at it right now, the payoff is about double on Denver to win the title than it is against. Mm-hmm. And what, what, what Phoenix can still lose to the Clippers, and Denver can't really can't lose. Yeah, so. but but to win the title, Phoenix being better is getting applied to the finals too. I I, I like your your number. I would I would bet Denver two to one to last longer. I like Denver. Wait a minute. I we were just talking. I was I, I thought at the beginning of the pod you were saying that you like Phoenix to win. I did. And now I've talked you out of it just yep, because just I actually I, no because I actually did the numbers instead of just being lazy talking out of my side of my and we'll, mouth. and we'll, give all joking aside give us insight in what you figured out uh just in terms of a power rating I think that I think that Phoenix is like three points better than Denver mm-hmm. all right. 
But that, I mean, that's just not that convincing, you know, considering Denver is so home field. We got that machine, right? Mm -hmm. if, if we start off with uh, Denver with home court, and I guess the theory is the, the first game is going to be Pigham. Is that what we assume? Yeah. I think it's zero and minus six, sure. What's wrong with that? I think that's. See, Doesn't that sound about right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Let's see what the let's see what the machine says. I like well, that. I do think there's an element of four feet. games for at Pickham and three games at minus six. Yeah, and I do think there's an element of um, Phoenix getting better as a coach. That's a great. Deal. That's a great point. I just think. I mean, I think the NBA's obsession with this MVP and the way it went, and I've spoken out about where I thought it, I don't really care if it's Embiid or the Joker, but rather I feel like the uh, the, the about face was so drastic. How can, how can like, nobody plays? It's, it's like 7 p.m., and then there's coverage coming in and talk about a coverage, and then by the next morning, the odds are changing dramatically. Hey, yeah. by the way, we'll talk some NFL draft on uh, Tuesday, Tabe. You got it? Yeah. yeah, the Viglas number would be minus 170 for the Suns. All right, okay. there we go. Yeah. All right, so and you're assuming pick them? Yeah, pick them and minus six. All right, so what do you want to give me? Do you want this bet, or are you scared? Betting me scares you. No, I like Phoenix. Because like you're an them. NBA specialist, right? Yeah, and I think, I think Phoenix clarify, is underrated are, by the market. Are we betting last longer, or are we only betting the hypo, theoretical, if they actually play? Oh, no, no, it's a last longer. Okay. Yeah. I would take uh, Phoenix minus 180 to, to last longer. All right, I'll take it. All right, so I'll bet we'll, uh, 300, uh, you to win 300, and then me to win uh, 180 times 3, five, uh, I guess 560, right? Let's so, guys, I, I thanks for yeah, you're robbed. Thanks, you're robbed. I mean, thanks for like I, I heard you go uh, uh, I, like uh, you're trying not to. So, what we're saying here is that's only if they play, and there's less of a chance of them playing. I thought it was last longer, regardless of yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yes, exactly. That's the bet. And I, oh, because you think the Clippers could beat the Suns in round one? Okay, I guess if, if that happens, then yeah. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I think you're right that. not to worry about. Yeah, that. you're right. You're right. It's, 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 it's the Occam's razor. It's the most likely <laughs> but, thing. But I would, they're the best team, right? But I would say this: by doing it at Pickham and six, it does feel like that's extreme. I think Denver's going to be one. I mean, I just did the math, and the Vigla's number is minus one seventy, and I took minus one eighty. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I'm saying I, is, I first of all, you're showing conviction. You know, you know. And you how, think Denver's going to be minus one? I, I kind of do. I can see that. I can see, big, but but I could I could also see Phoenix being minus six and a half, though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess to me, Denver played bad in game two, and they still cover. Right. I mean, it's like I, I I just think Denver's been like I've never seen a team that had the number one seed locked up. And people talk about the games when they rested their players that they lost. It's like. If anything, you should be celebrating. They're rested. They're, re and they're, 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 they're It's their points per game differential. They got a bad. Um, but it's better than anyone else in the West. Hmm. Wait, that's. I think. I so. think it's only like three and a half. Yeah, but it's better than anyone well, else. The whole in the West. West sucks. And I'm getting. No, Memphis. I think was yeah, better. Yeah, Grizzlies were three point nine. Denver was three point three. Those are the two best. Right, but but again, Comparable. How much was it if it wasn't for the last ten games? Yeah, right. yeah. Good point. I mean, I think it would have been in that range. You're right. Um, and one other thing I think I have a slight advantage. I Sometimes I hold them back. A lot of these games the next round, if I'm not mistaken, are actually uh, – let's see the travel situation. Because I know in the conference – because if you have to go and play in Denver at altitude and then play again with only one day's rest – there's a fatigue, and I think yeah. Phoenix is not as deep. The schedules aren't official yet, but last year in the conference finals and the semifinals, two and three, it was day after each game, one day in between each game. 
Although so, mm. I don't think you're going to get that because Why? because both these teams are murdering the, their opponents, so they're going to start their they're game both one. Have, they're so. going to start game one before the other series end, so they're going to get two days off. Okay, yeah. uh, the, the first game. But I'm saying as yeah, you get you to game it? seven, six, I, I feel like the Phoenix. I think is they got to catch up. I think they're going to start their series four days before the Lakers start playing Golden State. When's Chris Paul going to get uh, hurt? <laughs> start, no, when's he going to start playing as a young man again? I mean, no, and and. Who's the third? He might best, not. Who is Aiden or Chris Paul three and four? Right. Yes, I would say it's Chris Paul, but it's it's pretty close. Okay. Oh, and I'd say Aiden. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, argue Aiden's with you too had a bad year. I mean, he's been downgraded in general. Yeah, right? and Chris Paul's had a very bad year for his standards. Aiden's still averaging what seventeen and a half, and Chris All Paul. All right, like let's wrap it up. Yeah, eighteen. All right, so we'll be back taping Tuesday, released on Wednesday. I think what we should do is have an NBA draft. Just like we did in the NFL, like we just we can we can get our, we'll come up with it an we, auction maybe an we auction did. we do an auction and we we get some teams but 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 probably eighty percent is going to be the NBA it's going to be NFL draft on Tuesday right because the draft is the next week. On th- no it's Thursday it, it's it's in seven days we're seven days away twenty eighth yeah okay <clears throat> yeah all right but we can't there won't be a ton to talk about so I think what we do there is have only two topics NBA draft auction, and then we'll do the NFL draft. That way we know we're talking draft. By the way, I heard something. Someone, auction draft. Someone got invited, I heard, to sit in the studio or in the studio audience or whatever who's a player who's like number 45 on a consensus board. Okay. Now, they think, is that them telling us we got inside info that he's going, there's a good chance he goes in the first, and do we want to bet the under? You know, I don't think so, and here's why. Because the the draft is fraught. Every every draft, there's a guy that's in the green room that doesn't go on the first day, and they're like, the cameras are panning over him, that they just get him wrong. But they get a lot of them right. Yeah, they do. So that's interesting. All right, guys, thank you, and thanks for holding the fort down. Mackenzie, listen, when a boy grows up, now, again, he's losing his hair before he grew up. So, I mean, I, you know, I once lamented, you know, I've been lucky. I started having a little hair loss like when I was 30. And it's, it's, it's let's just say it hasn't gone fast. And I'm happy about that. Because I was, you know, at 30, you start thinking, what the hell? Faze, you don't know what we're talking about. But but um, I did lament one sad night. Shouldn't I have a couple years without pimples with a full head? You know, that's the worst thing is when people, you know, st- luckily I avoided all that. I got pimples, losing my hair at the same time. How about that? Too much information. Talk to you <laughs> next week. Hey. Hey. Oh. Let's be careful out there.